0: After 33 years on this planet, I will finally see my father outside of a prison cell. Well, not a prison cell, outside of a prison. Uh, Tomorrow. Today. Probably in 12 hours. Uh, I've been kind of talking about this situation, and it's all suddenly become very real and uh, present. Um, essentially, long story if you're just kind of hopping into the narrative here uh, my father went to jail uh, for for an assortment of drug related charges uh, when I was born, 1986 probably like the month I was born if not like sometime before then my father went to prison and was in jail for 30 years 26 years yeah, he got out after 26 years and uh, he was sentenced to 25 to life, was, you know, good behavior, found God in prison, although couldn't have found God before the double homicide, <laughs> uh, all that sort of good stuff. I never saw him when he got out of jail. I was bopping around the country or living in L.A. or just trying to find myself, so on and so forth, and really didn't feel the need for to, to see him. Never had any animosity towards him, never hated him for not being there. I just, as a child... In growing up, the defense mechanism I relied on was wild indifference. I was like, okay, he's in jail. But my mom made sure to bring me to visit him all throughout my childhood growing up. So he wasn't a stranger by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but he also wasn't my father in that sense. or I maybe mean, he was. you know, we would always talk and he'd give me all these sort of parables and uh, you know insights on life. And there's a lot that I do value about the man and cherish. But fast forward to 2020, uh, he went back to jail for violating parole while he was out, and I never saw him, and he passed the parole board, and he was supposed to get out in June. The COVID-19 situation accelerated his release date, and now he gets out today, um... My situation is that I'm quarantined at my family's house, which is my mom's house. Uh, It was my grandmother's house and was in the family for a long time. She passed away. My mother lives here, and I'm quarantining here for a variety of reasons, but mostly I'm like, hey, you know, these are crazy times. Let me try to consolidate the family and keep an eye on things and help out where I can with what I can. Uh, She tells me two days ago, oh, your father is getting out of jail. I was like, oh, that's good. Where is he staying? She goes, here. And let me paint a picture for you. You know, it's an overcast Duchess County day. She tells me that. I look out the window and I'm silent for about two minutes. In the kitchen, you can hear the kettle boiling. I'm boiling some water for tea. You can hear it start to whistle. Uh, You know, if God was doing some stage direction, he'd be killing it. Uh, And my mom tells me the my water is boiling, which I can obviously fucking hear. Uh, cause clearly I'm furious that I'm just now learning that he's going to be staying here. Now, initially I'm thinking, oh, just because this COVID-19 situation happened, uh, you know, it was his last minute and he had nowhere else to go. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm being selfish and overreacting. I, I am very much a, uh, little Lloyd, little Lord Fonteroy, which is what my mama always called me. You know, I'm a preco- precocious single child for the most part. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, maybe I'm being selfish. So later on, after I calmed down, I asked my mom, "I'm like, how long has this situation? How long was this the plan for my dad to live here?" And she goes, "Ah, uh, about a year, year and a half." Okay, so I'm like, th- "You know, this is my this is my my family's house. You know, I I grew up here when my, when my mom was off partying in the fucking city in the early '90s. She would deposit me here, or my grandma lived here, and I would spend summers up here. So th- this is my my home, ostensibly." Uh, and not like in an ownership sense. It's just like, this is where I identify my center to be. So I'm like, um, when were you going to tell me this was the plan? Again, I understand all this is for a therapist, but I don't have one. So this is what this podcast is for. Ouch, my thirties. Uh, and also meanwhile, so I, I had this relationship with my father on the phone where we talk a lot. He wants, you know, I've mentioned on this podcast, he, I, him him wanting me to help him with his screenplay and so on and so forth. I'm like, when were either of you going to fucking tell me that I was gonna have after 33 years a living father? Uh so what this kind of goes to, and I guess the point of all this is trust. Um, I've never trusted my mother. She's always kept things from me until the last minute. Or has invited situations into my life that were very traumatizing at her hand. You know, mainly dudes. Uh, She has always dated shitty men, except for my stepfather, who was an asshole, but he was a good guy. But she scared him off. Uh, And I know it's not fair to put the blame on her, but as an adult, more information coming to light, it was fucking her fault. Uh, So once again, I'm like thrown back into this like childhood situation where... I'm left to sort of have to passively accept some weird dude she's bringing back into my life. Uh, Obviously, he's my father, but I don't know this guy. Not really. I've said this before. It's like, I love him, I guess. You know, the idea and presentation of him that I've been able to garner from less than 30 prison visits over 33 years. And, you know, many phone calls. I assume I like this guy. But to go from zero to living with him uh, at a place that my like this is my grandma's house, I don't think my grandma liked this guy. Uh, I brought him up once, you know, when she was alive. I was like, "Hey, my dad, had something," and she just like blinked and stared at me, and I was like, "Okay, fair enough." So it's it's very, as you can imagine, it's not just an awkward situation; it's like a potentially volatile situation, and I'm I'm not sure what he expects, you know. Uh, you know, like I regard people coolly at best, even people I love, you know, people I actually am, am dear to. I'm pretty emotionally, emotionally even with them, you know, outside of a few drinks. Uh, this dude showing up and being like, I don't know if he expects me to be like, hey, let's go for a walk now and let me tell you about life and what I think needs to happen. Like, I, I don't know. Like, my plan is to continue to drink and play Call of Duty with my friends until this fucking quarantine is done. And then occasionally do some work and try to put together some creative ideas for my return to stand up comedy when live stand-up comedy returns. Now ain't the time for me. I have on that list of priorities is not my father. And again, this all sounds really callous, but my I guess the point going back to trust is that I wanted the, he needed he needs to earn that relationship. God, this is so for a therapist. If any of you are still listening, I really appreciate it. <laughs> but, like, I wanted to be able to build up to this. You know what I mean? I, I wanted there to be the opportunity to say, okay, yeah, maybe we'll get to that point where I can, like, sit down to dinner with my mom and my dad and, like, feel good about it. Not, like, them secretly put this situation together and never tell me uh, and be forced, have it forced upon me secretly it's it's just wild it's a wild surreal thing you know it's like um i'm i'm it feels surreal and not just cuz like wow my dad after 33 years it's not I, I just i just don't care and i'm not sure if he's ready for me not to care and i'm sure i'll like get choked up or something like seeing my father outside of prison walls for the first time and all that but at the same time i'm very angry <laughs> that the situation was sort of put together this way And uh, my mom's delusional, and and, you know, I expressed expressed this to her as best I could, and she kind of understood it and apologized. But like, she lives in another world, and I don't know if that's from her own trauma, and she can't process the reality of the situation. Uh, And she's not even—it's a lot. This is very much a lot, and this is the point of this podcast: these situations you just never thought you'd find yourself in. And no one gives you the tools or the preparation to handle them. So I hope this serves as at least, not a guide, but perhaps these anecdotes can give people insight into their own awkward situations and dealing with their family. Because, like, again, my extended family, I have a lot of fondness for, but I'm in no rush to establish long, dormant relationships out of some false sense of obligation of of family. You know? It's like, I'm trying to get out of bed and not put a bullet in my fucking head. Not, like, Okay, let's go catch up with these half-brothers that I have, because my father was a fucking philanderer, uh, and, like, put together this bullshit fan... I, it's, it's a lot. Oh, boy, it's a lot. It, uh... So, like, and then practically, you know, I've got my bag half-packed in my car, I'm like, do I just take off? I want to take off. I want to, but you know, obviously it's the fucking pandemic. So there's nowhere to go, but I'd happily like Airbnb on a beach or go to Austin, Texas or or Madison, Wisconsin and just quarantine, you know, have my own place there but oh God, I'm going to fucking move in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, fuck my mom. This is like such a stupid situation to be in. Uh, But I'm not going to leave because I don't know what this guy's plans are. You know, he, he's a fucking criminal, you know, End of the day. I'm not saying I'm the morally perfect person, but I don't know what his intentions are. I don't know if he's like, Hmm, maybe I can do this here. And he claims to be a man of God and like not trying to go back to his old street ways. But again, I don't know this guy. And I wanted to get to know, I wanted to get to know this guy on my own terms at a pace that was right for me, not have it thrust upon me. And again, the circumstances, I get it, you know, COVID, you know, prisons, were, like, that's fine. But they actively did not tell me. And I get, a, I have a fair reason why. Because they knew I wouldn't react positively to it. And they were trying to, I feel like they were trying to trap him. Because I've always avoided my father. And he thinks I owe him something. I think he thinks I owe him his pre- my presence. I don't. You fucked my mom and you went to jail. That's the end of the relationship that I have to have with you. Anything after that is... Uh, extra. And I'd like it to be. And I don't mean to be callous, but I'm sure some therapists out there would say, you know, you're not beholden to this situation. Yeah. I hate white people in their normal families. (laughs) Hey, Dad! Wanna go hiking today? Why, son, I'd love to. Let's make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for Mom, too. Gee willikers. I sound like fucking uh, breakfast club. Hey, dad. And he hits him, man. Yeah. Like, uh, is this guy violent? He's in print. I don't know. It's fucking horrible. And my mom's just a dingbat, and she's just like uh, pretending that I'm not furious and just trying to ignore it like she does any all my other problems. Uh, so, yeah, if I don't kill myself after all, I won't kill myself. No, I won't give me satisfaction. Uh, I have to protect this property and this land that was my grandmother's from his uh, cuz I think in the 80s apparently like I think he tried to like sell the property for some like drug bullshit to I don't know man it is heavy And it is again I mentioned this on my the previous episode that in 5 years hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of people will be listening to uh not 12 uh I appreciate my stepfather who was a corrections officer his sternness because in his fucking annoying stern sort of disposition i knew where he stood i knew he wasn't i knew where he stood his morals were annoying but i i trusted him to never be a bad dude uh to my mom or to my sister he might have slipped up once but in general he was a good guy and now I got this wild card fucking M six BMW drug dealing Armani suit dad who's going to be living in the goddamn woods for God knows what purpose because I don't he's not a fucking lumberjack he don't he don't maybe it'll be temporary and it'll all blow over but but again the, the main thing is trust I really don't think I don't. Whether it's a relationship with your with your family or a relationship with you know a romantic partner, if the person you're talking to, you don't believe they are giving you all the information uh, that they're aware of, you can't move forward. And you know I'm sitting here trying to forgive my mom for the past 33 years of idiots who abused me, and now here she goes introducing a new one, the ultimate one, uh, my progenitor, my my creator. Uh, in a situation I can't really escape from physically, you know, it's like feel like a battered fucking wife who's like, who can't leave a situation because we're all fucking stuck in quarantine to be quarantined with my strange father after 33 years it, am I the only one who could see why that's fucking crazy And oh uh, boy yeah I will be a better man and a better, better parent than the situation that I've currently found myself in when I procreate at some point. I think I'll be all right. I'll be all right. But again, I don't know him shit. I'm sitting here. I'm just going to give him a handshake and say, hey, good to see you. All right. Welcome to the house. Uh, Anything I can get you? Okay. Enjoy yourself. I know, I, know, I know a lot of people are just like, you know, you should get to know your father, like you'll regret it, and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying I don't want to, but I don't didn't want to with a proverbial and potentially literal gun held to my head. You know, it's like you don't just get to fucking cheat code your way into my life. Because I value my privacy, and I value the connections that I keep. And I'm very careful of the company that I keep. Uh, Yeah. Well, for for Grandma Gladys, whose home this is, I shall ensure that my father does not uh, compromise the legacy of this formerly very peaceful land. My mom is such a fucking idiot. I can't believe her. I can't really cannot believe she just put. She's just like, oh, um, Dad gonna be living here. And the moment that really did it for me, because she like asked me like a month ago or something. To like fix some TV in a room that's not used in the house. I was like, why the hell is she put a TV in here? There's no one. No one comes here. Like my little sister has her room when she visits. My little, my little sister lives in another city uh, and has a job in his an apartment, and she lives there. So she, when she visits, she still has her um, room here. But there's a random extra room, and my mom's like, oh yeah, can you fix a TV in here? And I didn't think twice about it. I was like, why the fuck? And then looking back, I was like, oh, this was the room that my father is going to live in. So even at that point. She refused. She she neglected to inform me. That is why I was preparing this television for this room. So th- that's the thing. It's the tr- it's the trust issues. It's like, you know, a month and a half ago, she could have been like, when that when she asked me to fix this TV. Oh, you know, uh, your father and I were talking about him staying here. That would have prepared me in some sense. I would have been able to be like, oh, oh, okay, wow. Versus, hey, uh, you just gotta kind of f-. all right. Anyway, I think you guys get the point hope you're all doing well and not trapped with an estranged family member that you have no relationship with whatsoever. Uh, but many people probably are. So I hope if you are in that situation, whether it's a spouse or, or, or partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, or family member that's just not someone you want to be in tight quarters with, I now know your pain. Or actually, I don't know your pain yet. Hey, maybe all this could be perfect tomorrow. Maybe my father is a completely reformed, patient, understanding man. Who will leave me the fuck alone while I'm trying to uh, build my empire and not waste my time trying to make his ridiculous film scripts? Sitting here, he's like, "Hey, when can you finish uh, that film script?" Oh, by the way, I'll probably be at the house in about seven days. You know, like, what? Who am I? Who are these people I'm dealing with? Am I crazy? That's the thing. I'm just trying to figure out. Am I fucking crazy? I called my uncle who is basically like Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince. He's like that type of guy. He's like a well-to-do like real estate dude in Maryland, you know, a bunch of Lexuses, pretty much the only normal adult black male in my personal life um, that I can look to. And, you know, he's older. He's like in his seventies, but I told him that and he was like your dad. (laughs) So I think he, he actually, it really is that Fresh Prince episode where Uncle Phil where Lou, Will's dad, comes back out of nowhere. He's like, "Yeah, Will, we're gonna go on a road trip together." And then it doesn't work out. And then Uncle Phil is like, "Yeah, you better get out of here, Lou." But except the difference is that like I don't my I don't want to go on the road trip with my dad. He probably does. All right. Thanks, guys. I. Uh... Ouch, my thirties.